What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in this video, I'm going to be talking about some of the top buy low and sell high players heading into week 10 of the NFL season. I'm going to be combining the buy low and the sell high videos into one. As we get later on in the season, there's not as many like clear buys or clear sells. So just wanted to combine it. Going to be talking about a few buy lows and then one sell high. Um, if you guys enjoyed the video, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. If you want to see my waiver wire targets, that video is posted. But let's just dive right into it. Going to start off with my first buy low player at the wide receiver position. It's going to be DJ Moore. And we have seen Moore's production really kind of fall off with Bajent taking over at quarterback over the last three weeks, which is when Bajent took over as the starter. He's only averaging 9.4 PPR points per game in the games where Justin Fields started. He was averaging 20.1 PPR points per game. So over a 10 point per game difference. Now, obviously he had that one like massive ceiling game, which is going to skew it a little bit, but he was still a much more consistent option with Justin Fields at the quarterback position. Fields returned to practice, obviously did not play this Sunday, but he probably has a shot to play in week 10. I think Moore should be viewed as probably close to like a high-end wide receiver two rest of season. So if someone is impatient with Fields, they don't like the production they're seeing, maybe they don't think Fields is going to return within the next few weeks, then I would just, you know, poke around, try to make an offer for DJ Moore. All I'm saying is that a few weeks ago, it would have been nearly impossible to try to get DJ Moore off of someone's roster. If you wanted to you know, take a stab at him, this could be the opportunity. Now we're going to have another wide receiver here as a buy low, and it's going to be Zay Flowers. And Flowers has really kind of fallen off over the past couple of weeks. Through the first seven weeks of the season, remember he's a rookie here, he was averaging 12.9 PPR points per game, and that was while only scoring one touchdown. So pretty much no production from getting into the end zone, and he was still giving you, you know, solid wide receiver three production. If he got lucky in the touchdown department, he would have been a locked in wide receiver two. I feel like that's a pretty impressive start to his career, especially for a rookie wide receiver. Now, the last two weeks, like I mentioned, they've been rough. In week eight, he caught five passes for only 19 yards. And then in yesterday's game, he caught one pass for 11 yards. And it might seem counterintuitive, but the Ravens have almost been like too good over the past couple of weeks. And that's kind of hurt Zay Flowers. The Ravens have had complete control of both the Cardinals game and then the Seahawks game. The Cardinals game ended up being a close score, but it's just because the Cardinals scored a ton. Thinking like the fourth quarter, second half, it was really never in reach for them. Um, and then the Seahawks just got annihilated. They were able to run the ball all over them. So Lamar only threw 27 times in week eight, and then he threw 26 times yesterday. And over the past two games, he's combined for only 344 total passing yards. That's a number you could see in a single game. So that type of volume in the past two games, it's going to be tough for Zay Flowers to really give you solid production. I think as the game scripts get more competitive moving forward, Zay Flowers is going to be a better option. And I really do think they're going to get more competitive. The Ravens have a very, very tough upcoming schedule, which typically like wouldn't be great, you know, for the fantasy weapons. But I think here for Flowers, it is going to help him. So from week 10 through 17, the Ravens play the Browns, Bengals, Chargers, Rams, Jaguars, 49ers, and Dolphins. So probably the worst team they're playing is the Rams. Um, they go up against the Chargers, but even the Chargers has an offense that can put up points. But I mean, Browns, Bengals, Jaguars, 49ers, Dolphins, those are all very, very tough tests. And not saying they can't win those games, but I just think they're probably going to be somewhat close. In some of those games, they might be trailing early on, may have to shift to a more pass-heavy approach, and that's going to benefit Zay Flowers. I think with Zay Flowers here, you just want to invest in a rookie on a solid offense. He's already shown flashes of being very impressive. He is their wide receiver one, so I do like Zay Flowers moving forward. And then the final buy low is going to be Marquise Brown. 
and no other way around it. He's been rough fantasy-wise over the past four weeks. He has scored under eight PPR points in three of the last four, and he has been under 50 receiving yards in all four of those games. I'm still very high on Marquise Brown rest of season. I would even say that with like the recent rough stretch, he has still outperformed expectations of what people thought he would do without Kyler Murray in the lineup. I feel like without Kyler, people thought he would be completely useless. He was a pretty solid start for you know most of the season, aside from pretty much the last four weeks. But with Kyler potentially returning in week 10, I think Marquise Brown could legitimately end up being a wide receiver two rest of season for fantasy. When we look back to last year, before D-Hop returned from his uh, suspension, Hollywood Brown was the wide receiver one in points per game as Kyler's wide receiver one. And I know Kyler gets a ton of hate. You know, some people are not big fans of him, um, but I'm very confident that he is a massive upgrade over the quarterback play they have had so far. So I like Marquise Brown as my final buy low. Three wide receivers, um, DJ Moore, Zay Flowers, Marquise Brown. And then my one sell high that I mentioned, I'm actually going to double back from a guy I talked about last week, Gus Edwards. Um, like I said, second straight week talking about him here. And obviously it might be rough if you sold him before the second big game, but I still think it was good to get off of him. He has had three straight big fantasy days. Over those three games, he has scored six total touchdowns. So he went from pretty much having no touchdown production early on in the season to just you know stockpiling these touchdowns over the past three weeks. Looking at yesterday's game, he gets into the end zone twice on only carrying the ball five total times. Now, I don't think like he's completely lost his starting job or anything. He was banged up early on in the week, I think with a toe injury. He still logged some full participation in practice, but they went ahead early. Maybe they were just kind of resting him, didn't want to give him a ton of workload when they had the game in control. I think that makes sense, but he was already in a spot where he was splitting snaps with Justice Hill. Even in this game early on, him and Justice Hill were pretty much splitting those snaps 50-50, but now you have Keaton Mitchell coming and emerging as a legit third option in this backfield, and I think this is turning into a three-man committee. This was not a situation where Keaton Mitchell was getting all the garbage time work in the fourth quarter. Keaton Mitchell was getting in there in the second quarter when I think the game was still like 17-0, so you're winning, but... It's not like they're rolling out Tyler Huntley in the backups with Keaton Mitchell. He was involved earlier on in the game, and he was impressive. I think he had nine carries, over 130 rushing yards, had a long rushing touchdown. So I think with Keaton Mitchell entering the fold, Gus Edwards was a solid option because he had a locked-in workload on the ground. If you're now adding a third back to this committee, I don't know how locked in that workload is going to be moving forward. So he'd be someone I'd definitely be looking to move off of. Some potential trade targets. If someone's all in on Gus Edwards, guys like Aaron Jones, I know Rashad White has been killing it also, but maybe flip him for someone, you know, two guys who have been balling out, kind of struggled before that. Aaron Jones had a solid game in his return, but has been pretty disappointing rest of season. Those are the running backs I'd be looking to start at. And then if you want to tear up into those top running backs, I also think that's interesting. Instead of trying to like, pick which back end RB2 you want. Probably just an overall tier of running backs you're going to want to avoid at this point. But so that's going to be the one sell high, Gus Edwards. And that's going to wrap it up for this one. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you're able to make some trades, you know, good luck. If you want to drop any trade questions, drop them down below. But thank you for stopping by and I will see you in the next one.